Hi ladies, how is everything going with you? I hope that you are all well and I felt the need to get on here and talk to you guys. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. So I have been talking about who God is and today I want to talk to you about our favorite part of who God is. Many of us uh, start to learn God through this manner, but um, God, our provider. All right. So God is the best provider ever. And I think that many times us as women, we want to look towards man, um, literally a man <laughs> or our job to provide for us. But I think that when we actually step back and allow God to be the provider of our lives and not worry about where provisions will come from, I think that like a power is released and we are able to accomplish so much more and relieve and have the relief of stress and not not have to worry like I I can't really even get out what I really want to say about it but I first off want to start by saying a quick prayer um just to start us off and then I want to get into personal experiences of God being my provider. So Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and I thank you for you being you. I thank you for being patient with me. I thank you for leading and guiding me. And I just pray that you are able to open up my mouth and let your words flow through me and allow me to say what you need these women on this line to hear. I just surrender all of my feelings, all of my doubts to you and allow you to take over and use me as a vessel. In your your son Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, so I honestly can go on and on and on about how God has provided for me. I mean, it is mind-blowing, just more than I can next think or imagine. And the first thing that I think about is Philippians 4, 19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And many of us like to stand on these type of scriptures, okay? Because we always, who doesn't want provision? You know, we have, especially when it comes to monetary things, we want to be able to have God provide the money for us to do things, whether it be bills, whether it be getting a new car, whether it be having clothes on or just food, period. And don't let me get started on if you have a child or not. So I have shared the story before about how God provided my home for me. And it was a desire of mine that I've had, honestly, I could say since I was a little girl. Uh, and who who doesn't? And it doesn't have to be an actual house. It can be an apartment, whatever. But just the fact of being out on your own and not being at mommy and daddy's house, it's a dream, okay? It's kind of like that Cinderella, Prince Charming come, everything like that. It's something that's on our list. So God provided 
my house for me. And that was like a big blessing just of itself to be able to be in the answer prayer and for him to exceed my expectations. Because one thing about God providing or God doing anything, honestly, he does it on his own timing. So many of us sit and we do not like the wait. I mean, right now you could raise your hand if you do not like the wait. I can say that I have grown a little bit to where I can say that I'm embracing the wait because I am finding out that through the weight, your heart's desires actually start to conform to God's ways and not the world's ways. So they start to kind of change. Okay. So getting back to what I was actually referring to was the fact that through my way of waiting for God to provide me a house, I started to kind of doubt And I won't say kind of doubt. I just started to doubt and put limits on God. So my dream home, or I won't say dream home, just the home that I wanted to move out to. I started saying, you know, I can't afford that. No way in the world that I can afford that with raising a child also. So, and it's like, I don't have any help. Like that, this is not about work. So I got to the point where I was like, you know what, God, like you can just give me this because I can't do that. So I had to get to a point where I took the limits off of God, where I believed that God could do exceedingly and abundantly in my life. And that even though I was waiting, changing my desires to fit my budget per se was not going to change the God that I serve. And he was still going to happen in his timing and he was going to exceed my expectations. He wasn't going to come down to my level of settling just because I was uncomfortable in the weight. So again, it taught me a lot having to wait for that process. But the part where I where I really want to dive into is the fact of where um, a lot of times we want to just trust in God to provide something for us, but we don't want to put in action. Um, and I'm sure that you have heard the scripture that faith without works is dead. You know, we have to actually do our part as well when asking God to provide for us, asking God to do anything for us. It's not a sit down, put something in the microwave and wait for it to beep. No, we need to actually put in some action and especially the fact of obedience, being obedient to God. So maybe about a year, I'll say, before I put down on my house, I started to tithe. And I know, I know, you probably gave me a lot of eye roll, like, oh, here we go again, this churchy thing of tithing. But when I tell you that life changed, when I start saying, you know what, God, I'm giving you back what is yours. And I am going to trust you to provide for me. So how can I trust you to provide for me when I can't even trust that 
um, if I give you back your money that you're going to provide for me. So I started tithing and I started doing it for a good year. Um, as I started to tithe faithfully, um, again, doors start opening. That's when I was presented with the opportunity to get a new home, new new build. And when I did it, I remember like noticing like I trusted in God and he is exceeding my expectations. And then I got to the point where I let the enemy sneak his ugly head in and I started thinking, I was like, okay, well, I'm coming from not having actual bills like a mortgage and a light bill and a water bill and things like that. But I have daycare and gas and food and everything. And now I'm about to add on the big girl bills. How am I supposed to give God this 10% right off top? And I now am adding bills, but not adding any more money to come in to me. And I remember getting like down about the situation just because I felt that if I had to stop tithing, that like all walls would just start crumbling down because I felt that me stopping that would tell God that I didn't trust him and tell him that he couldn't provide for me. And I had gotten to the point where I had already believed in my heart that the only reason why these doors were opening, the only reason why I was able to make it and not worry or want for anything was because I was being obedient and I was tithing. So I remember sitting down with God saying, listen, God, like you have to help me with this because I don't want to have to worry about being faithful to you or being obedient to the things that you were calling me to do. I don't want to have to worry about this. But let's be real, God, like I am, I'm scared. How am I supposed to do this? Like, you don't see the way that this is going to add up, but you don't see nothing wrong with this, but you're opening these doors. How am I going to be able to walk into these doors and stuff isn't adding up for me? And I remember just sitting there and being so honest with God and, but also surrendering my feelings to him and just saying, you know what? But at the end of the day, I trust you. I tr- I don't know how you're about to do this. I don't know how any of this is going to happen, but I trust you. And I remember when I moved in and when it first came for me to have to pay my first mortgage bill and light bill and all that stuff, I remember wanting to look at my bank accounts like, oh my goodness, like, uh, I don't have any money left to do this and everything. And I remember stopping myself and saying, remember that conversation that you had with God? Trust him. Don't worry about it. Trust him. And I remember I got paid. And the first thing I did was tithe. I didn't even try to add up a bill, didn't try to add anything up to try and figure out, like, can I make this happen? I said, God has brought me this far. 
God is going to provide. There's no doubt in my mind. And I remember even writing like, God, if it ever gets to a point where it looks like you're not providing and I feel like I'm struggling, I pray that you continue to remind me of the things that you have done in the past. And I pray that you continue to give me the strength strength and the peace to to continue to trust in you no matter what it looks or feels like because you are my provider. So again, I tied out of my check and I had enough to pay my bills. And the next month I tied and I still had enough to pay my bills. And God told me to get a journal and write down my bills. And I started doing that. I started writing down the prices of my bills that I would have. Um, I didn't get too tedious with it, but just wrote down the mortgage, the light bill, the, the phone bill, daycare, and those things. And month after month, I wrote those things down. And month after month, I have still been able to tie first, pay bills later. And Again, I can sit down and I can write down how much money I bring in, bring home and I can write down the amount of money that I put out and it, it, it won't add up. It, it won't make sense. Put it that way. But it's happening month after month. And I am trusting in God to be my provider month after month month, day after day. Y'all, gas prices then hit $5, okay? I work about 40 minutes away from my house. My car is drinking a lot of gas. I'm having to go to the gas station every week. And again, those prices are going up and that paycheck is staying the same. But again... Time and time again, my guy is providing for me. And I have gotten to the point to where I keep saying, God is my provider. I'm not worried about a bank account. I am not worried about the check. I am not worried about the position at the job. I am only trusting that God is going to continue to provide for me. And when I feel myself getting to the points where I'm like, oh, man, Dang, they just sent me this bill. Oh, oh, what? This is going up? This is... I have to pull myself back and say, God is my provider. It's not for me to figure it out. It's for him to figure it out. So I might not have enough money right now, but when it comes time, when God's perfect timing, he will give me what I need. And... Again, when I say that the power that comes behind that, when you start to, I won't necessarily just say not worry about it because I'm not saying your worries will go away. You will get to the point where you will notice that you're sitting there starting to worry about the stuff. But when you're able to pull yourself back and say, oh, oh, mm -mm," because let me tell you about that time when I didn't have enough money for this. And then all of a sudden, God provided me the means to be able to take care of what I needed to take care of. And 
again, I'm I'm not even asking, I'm not asking God for a lot. I'm just saying, God, you gave me this. I need you to provide for that. And I'm going to trust that you are going to provide. And I'm not going to try to do it in my own way. And again, when you learn to do that, there is so much power that comes behind it and so much peace that comes behind it of just trusting God, especially with this money, this, this paper stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 it takes up so much of our time and energy worrying about money. And it, it, it's, I mean, it's reality. We, we need it. We need it to survive and everything, but God has made us so many promises saying that he will supply whatever we need. And even, and, and even in Philippians where it was, um, when he was talking about the fact of knowing it, what it's like to be in lack and knowing what it's like to be in abundance. I, I feel that I had to go through those situations. And again, do I curse the times that I had to go through lack? No, because guess what? To be able to feel what it feels like, I, I, I know that I, I need to trust God to provide for me. And I know what it feels like to trust God to provide for me. But if I only have it all the time, then I'm going to take it for granted that I even need God. See, the thing is, we don't want to go through all the the little hard things and we don't want to have to like, well, I want to have to deal with that. But if we if life was easy and just good all the time, what we need God for? Because. You know how that is. You have that friend that'll call you and, oh, girl, listen, I need your help. Or, you know, I'm just going through it. And then everything be all good. And then you don't hear from them. That's how we be doing, God. We be, oh, man, God, please, I really need you to give me this. You get it. You be gone. And you don't, don't pray about a whole month. So, to know what it feels like to need God to be your provider. It puts you in a place to be humble and continue to trust God. I remember back when my baby was little and I remember being at church and I was like, I I think this was before I actually started tithing though. And I, I was like, depressed. I was depressed, y'all. I was. Um, But I was like so sad and just at church, kind of listening, but just, I mean, I would cry through the whole praise and worship and every little thing would choke me up and everything. And I remember sitting there and they were talking about tithing and offering and everything. And God like clearly told me that I needed to give $50 which was very hilarious to me because I I needed money. So I don't know, like, God, you know who you're talking to? Like, how, how are you going to ask me to give? And you're going to give me the price. So you told me to give $50. That's, that's a lot of money when you need some money. And I remember that I was like, I have to do it. You ever feel like, and, and I'm not trying to be funny, but like sometimes I do feel like 
if I don't listen, if I don't listen to God, like, shoot, I might get, you know, people say you might get struck by lightning or something bad might happen. I'd be like, you know, I get a little scared. I'd be like, you know, let me go ahead and listen to him because I don't, I don't want to have to go through nothing bad because I was be- being disobedient, which God isn't that type of God. But uh, again, that's, that's kind of something that helps me stay in line. So I gave the $50 and Again, kind of stepping out on faith with it. Well, really stepping out on faith with it, but I gave it $50. And I'll never forget the next day that I took her, my baby, to daycare. And I ended up getting diapers. And I mean, boxes of diapers and and, and clothes that were just her size and everything that, that the director was like, oh... Hey, like, I know everybody don't like to take things, but you just, you know, were on my heart and I wanted to give you this. And I remember just smiling and saying, like, being obedient, knowing that God is my provider. Look at the turnaround. And I'm not saying to always think that just because you are obedient to God or just because you say, oh, God, you're my provider, that you're going to turn around and then it's going to be a million dollars on the floor. Because, I mean, I would have started doing this a long time ago if that was the case. But you you just know not looking for what comes in return from it, but just, again, the 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 peace and the joy of knowing that you can depend on God to provide for you. He loves you so much that he is going to provide for you and continue to build character in you to get you to be able to fulfill the purpose for your life. So yeah, this might be your season of quote unquote lack. All right. Or, or you, you need stuff, but See, it, it, it's just building character in the weight of that abundance that it that is right around the corner. And again, it's it, it won't just be right around the corner as in, oh, tomorrow or oh, not probably not even next year. It could be way down the road. However, it's coming and you have to be able to withstand the weight and and open your eyes. I love the song that says, keep me in the moment, because so many times we want to just worry about what's next. We don't want to stay in the moment and, and look at everything that God is doing for us. I mean, you can sit back and just make a list, make a list of every time that you needed money. Think of every time that you needed a, a job. Think of every time you needed gas, you needed a ride, you needed something. And 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 write it down and then look at all the stuff that God actually provided for you. Even if it was a way out, even if it wasn't uh him providing for you the way he thought that the way that you thought he was going to provide for you. Because again, If God provided for us the way that we wanted him to provide for us, there would be so much destruction behind it because see, God can see further than what we can see. So yeah, God, you know, I need you to provide me this job in Riviera Beach. Oh, well, I don't want to provide you the job in Riviera Beach because, you know, that is 30 minutes away from your house. I want to provide you the job in 
West Palm Beach because that's only 20 minutes away from your job and they are actually going to pay you more. So guess what? This job is going to fall through. You're not going to get it because I got something better for you. But many times we just want to be we want to be upset because we felt that we we knew what we wanted. And I didn't get that job, but I got this job. But the thing is, you got a job, though. You needed God to provide a job for you, right? You got a job and you didn't know that Sally would have probably been back stabbing you over there and got you fired within two weeks. But being over here in this job that God had for you, you get your own corner office and you're getting a raise after 90 days and it's closer to your house because he knew that gas prices were about to go up to $5 and you didn't know. Again, just being able to trust God to provide the way that he needs to and not the way that we want him to. And uh, again, a lot of things probably won't make sense. God told me to give away, to give $50 when I needed money. And it was hard to be able to step out on faith and do it. But when you feel God talking to you, you're like, you know what? Let me go ahead and do this. And I mean, again, that very next day. And it also comes with the surrender, too, because that's what happens when I got the house. I always said the area that I live in, I always told God and I always told everybody else that I would never Never. And yes, I use that word never. It's funny what we like to tell God never about. But I said that I would never move to the area that I live in right now. I wouldn't ever go anywhere else, but I'll, I'll never move there. And I remember coming off of my fast and I was so down, depressed and just dark. OK, I mean, it was it was bad. And I remember surrendering to God and saying, you know what, God? Your way, not mine. How you want to provide for me, I trust your timing. I trust your plan. And 30 minutes to an hour after I did that, my sister-in-law walked through the doors and said to me, I know that you said that you would never move here but it's just a really good deal I want you to look at and I remember going back and journaling the God and, and saying okay that's all I had to do I just had to surrender that to you and, and go for the way that you want it and then you you set this right in my lap and I remember saying, okay, I did surrender and say that, hey, your way, your place, your timing, and I'm going to trust you to provide. And then I was like, okay, well, is this really you? Let me know if it's really you. And he showed me it was him. And then I said, okay, well, um, are you sure it's you? Give me another sign. And he gave me sign after sign after sign, just like in the Bible where um, I don't remember who it was, 
but they were saying, oh, make the the the, the grass, the, the I think I believe it was the grass. Don't quote me. I'm sorry. The grass or the, the um, fleece wet. And then the next time it was like, oh, we'll make that dry. Th- that was me. I-, I was doing that. And I, like I said, he just kept on showing me, yes, it's me. You said that you were going to trust in my timing. You said that I can move you where I wanted you to move, where I wanted to move you. So are you going to trust me? And I trusted him and said, okay, like I said, and I remember too, they gave me the the price. I said, ooh, ooh, all right, well, again, counting on my fingers about how much money I bring home and looking at how much they want me to pay. Hmm. So I said, God, well, I'm going to trust that if you want me to go here, you're going to provide this. And when I tell you, I, I was scared. And it's funny because a dear woman of mine gave me this. It's, it's a cross and on it, it says, put your faith over your fear. And I kept it by my bed and I kept looking at that and saying, I, I gotta, I, I'm, I'm afraid. It's okay. I'm going to acknowledge that. However, I am going to have faith that God is going to provide. Yes, I'm looking at that number on that paper and I don't know how I'm about to do this. But the good thing is I don't have to worry about how I'm going to do it because God is going to do it for me. And I, I, I kept on with that. And the next week I would get afraid again. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. But you know what? God, God's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. He's going to provide for me. 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 And he did it. And again, he continues to do it. So I encourage you to sit down. And I encourage you to think about the times that God has provided for you. Little, big, in the middle. And I pray that you are able to use that to keep going. You know, that's my model right now. Keep going. I pray that you are able to see God as your provider. He is our provider. So, oh, again, I, I could have, I can be on this thing with you guys for hours and hours talking about the, the big and the little that God has provided for me. But, and he will continue to. But when, you, when you're able to get in that right relationship with God and be able to see him for who he is, that's when it all does come of you being able to not just see him for who he is, but see you for who he sees you as. Because then you start to notice his love for you. Like you love me so much that you are going to provide for me when I can't depend on anybody else. You love me so much that you are going to heal my body when no one, when, when they said that there's no possible way for this to be able to be healed. You love me so much that you are building character, my character, and you are strengthening me 
for the purpose that you have on my life. And then that's when you are able to say, you know, I mean, you love me so much. I must be special. You love me so much. I must be appointed. You love me so much that I know that I am highly favored. You love me so much. I know that I am blessed. You love me so much. I know that I am powerful. I know that I am the daughter of a king. I know that I can make it through this. I know you're going to see me through this. It all comes from knowing him. And when you know him and how he feels about you, then you start to learn who you are and that crown that you wear. So I want to leave us out in prayer. Father God, I come to you and I thank you humbly for being you, for being the healer, for being our provider, for being our Prince of Peace, Lord of Lord, for being our Savior, dying on the cross for us. Lord Jesus, I pray that you continue to lead us and guide us. I pray that you continue to mend the broken pieces of our hearts. I pray that you continue to love on us and show us who we really are. I pray that we are able to let go of every fear, every doubt, Lord Jesus, every crutch that we are holding on to, every person that we are holding on to that is keeping us from where you are trying to take us. I know that we have real feelings. I know that we have real fears, but I know that you are bigger than them all. And I just pray that you were able to give us the strength to keep going. I pray that you were given that you were able to give us the strength to keep believing, to keep being obedient, to fight through the tears, not stop the tears, but fight through them and know that there is greatness on the other side of this. Lord Jesus, I pray that you were able to keep us in alignment with your word and that we are able to be in right relationship with you and not worry about the religious part of it, Lord Jesus, but the relationship part of it. I pray that you continue to love on us in this world that is so broken. You are awesome. You are marvelous. In grace in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ladies, remember that God is your provider, not your sugar daddy now. Don't just ask him for anything. And trust him when he says no or trust him when he says wait. Because guess what? He has something so much better for you. He will provide. He will love you. I pray that you have a wonderful week. Bye.